Hello there, and welcome to Not The Farmer's Wife podcast. I'm CJ Steedman, and I'm definitely not the farmer's wife. I am a mum, a partner, a full-time off-farm worker, and enthusiastically a lady farmer. On our farm, Mojo Homestead, we grow chickens, goats, cows, and bees. We practice regenerative agriculture and holistic management. If, like me, you love all things farming and homesteading, and if you'd like to learn from the female farmer's perspective, then I'd love to have you along for the ride. So let's get farming. Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Not the Farmer's Wife. Before we get started on today's topic, I just wanted to remind everybody that uh, our first course is due to open very shortly. Um, Sign-ups will open on the 9th of April and the course will start on the 15th of April. And we're very much looking forward to running our first course. It's um, been a long goal of mine to get into farm education. Uh, And, of course, our topic is backyard chicken keeping, which is what we're going to talk about today. Um, Also, too, when you sign up for the course, uh, you'll also sign up for our weekly newsletter that comes out on Mondays. um, And that covers off on what we're doing on the farm If anything funny's happened, (laughs) you'll see it in there, and that happens quite a bit. Uh, This morning we even had an interesting (laughs) little uh, incident. Um, So this week's topic is why chickens are the gateway drug to homesteading. Um, And when I say homesteading, uh, that could be urban homesteading, it could be urban farming. To me, farming and homesteading are very much interchangeable. They're, um, they're subjects that, while they have a different name, they essentially mean the same thing. I know a lot of people will look at farming on a grander scale and homesteading is on a smaller scale. Um, but at the end of the day, we're still the outcomes are still the same. We're still trying to raise either um, plants or animals uh, for the purpose of feeding, housing, clothing, uh, providing for humans. Um, Sometimes it's companionship, but more often than not with farming and homesteading, it is to provide meat, uh, to provide vegetables, to provide fibre for wool and and other um, fabrics. And chickens, to me, certainly are the first kind of stepping stone into that lifestyle. Um, Just as a side note, this morning I had a little bit of excitement. I was supposed to record this about an hour ago and uh, walked outside to... um, to feed some chickens and heard a little cheeping sound and thought oh that's funny there must be a baby bird around here somewhere now probably three weeks ago <laughs> in fact definitely three weeks ago uh goat chicken as we call her one of our arakan blue egg laying chickens um who used to hang around the goat house she she doesn't like living with the other chickens she likes to live with the goats and as such she's been uh, nicknamed uh, from her original name of uh, Tur- Topsy or Turvy, uh, her and her sister, uh, she got renamed to Goat Chicken because she always wants to live where the where the goats are. Um, and she'd gone missing from the goat yard. Uh, the handy helper was pretty concerned. He's she's probably his favourite chicken because she's very very social, um, and she's more than happy to come and have a cuddle and you know, stand up on the milking bale next to me when I'm milking the goats. And the handy helper was a little bit nervous. He was 
oh, what if something's got her? We'd had a dog come into the yard. We don't know where from. Unfortunately, where we live, a lot of people uh, will dump stray dogs. Uh, so our next door neighbour had advised us that they'd seen a stray dog running around and we believed that that dog had come into the yard because we found a dead rabbit um, that appeared to have been um, attacked by a dog. So we were starting to get a little bit nervous, although in the back of my mind I kept thinking mm, she appears probably about once a week we were seeing her for the first two weeks she was missing. And so I kept thinking she's coming out and getting food that makes me think she's maybe gone broody. Maybe she's gone clucky. Maybe she's trying to hatch out some babies of her own. Anyway, we hadn't seen her for about seven days. And uh, given that we'd had the dog come in and kill the rabbit, uh, I, I was actually starting to think that maybe the handy helper was right. Maybe maybe we had lost her. But we hadn't seen any feathers anywhere, so still holding out hope. Anyway, this morning I'm walking up to feed the chickens and get around the corner to this chip chip chipping and look across and there is goat chicken absolutely drowned because we've had so much rain in the last 24 hours and standing behind her are four of the tiniest little baby chicks three black ones and one white one uh, chipping away as mum's telling them where to go and eat the grass and to follow her along and stay with her and she's giving them all the instructions and I nearly dropped the, the bucket of feed <laughs> and went crazily running around trying to find something to contain them in <laughs> until I could get our brooder house ready. Um, our brooder house is an area that we use for our day-old chickens when we get them. And uh, it, it, in between having day-olds, we leave it bare so that there's no... Um, food in there to attract rats or mice and there's no bedding in there so that nothing gets in there and tries to, to form a bed. So it was completely bare but I had sawdust and I had the feeder containers, our little empty clean feeder containers. Uh, so I quickly filled up one with water and put some food in another one and put some sawdust down on the floor. Luckily I don't need to worry about putting the brooder heat lamp on uh, because uh, they're with their mum instead of just being day-olds coming to us from the um, hatchery. Uh, she will keep them warm and dry and look after them. Uh, so I got everything sorted out and then raced up and then became the task of trying to convince Goat Chicken that I wasn't trying to hurt her babies. I was actually trying to collect them and take them somewhere warm. Uh, luckily, when I went to pick her up, she was actually sitting on them. And when I went to pick her up to put her in the box that I'd taken up there, uh, I picked them up and three of them were still in her feathers as I put them in the box. <laughs> so that made it easy. I only had one tiny little black one that I had to chase and try and catch. Um, and mum was squawking at him a bit, so he, he made it himself pretty easy to get. Anyway, I got them down and into the brooder house and she's very happy with herself. Uh, she looks... The per like she's going to turn out to be the perfect mum. She's very clucky and very telling them what to do. But at the same time, she didn't have a go at me when I picked them up, which is good because sometimes a broody chook uh, will give you a fair stab to the hand if you um, go near her babies. Anyway, after I'd got her into the brooder house, I went to try and find the nest to see if there were any others. Uh, these ones all look dry and clean, so I was guessing that they probably hatched yesterday. Um, 
because <laughs> I'm recording this in the morning, uh, and I went and I found her nest, and there's probably about another eight eggs there that haven't hatched, and they're stone motherless cold. So I don't know whether she just didn't hatch them out because she um, it rained last night, and she might have had to try and find shelter for her and the babies. Uh, but I'll go and have a look at them later and see how I go. Uh, they may not have been fertile either. She wasn't exactly living with the other chooks at the time that she went clucky. So I was kind of surprised to see four. <laughs> anyway, that was a little bit of excitement for this morning. And I now have four baby chickens that I'm going to have to try and manage and look after. Well, she'll look after for me. But yeah, I'll have to keep them safe and dry until they're ready to go out into the yard. Anyway, so on to today's topic. Chickens, the gateway drug to homesteading. People think I'm joking when I say that. But it really is true. Um, I think for a lot of people, when they make the decision that they want to change their lifestyle and that they would like to be in a situation where they are providing food for their family, um, they kind of go through a bit of a checklist of what would be suitable and what, what's going to work in their environment. And I think for a lot of people, when they're making that transition, they're in a, an urban environment anyway. They're in a backyard or in a small space than say on a farm so I think it's a pretty obvious choice for most people they go well what would be something easy and small that I can look after chickens certainly do not require a lot of space uh, we've got 50 chickens and they're in a netted area but I have friends in town that uh, that I speak to regularly about their chickens and they have urban backyards 500 square meter backyards and they have two or three chickens living very happily in that environment uh, there is no issue as far as that kind of space for two or three chickens you obviously wouldn't want to keep 50 chickens in in a backyard uh, there'd be a whole bunch of issues that come attached to that which I think the council would have something to say about um, but certainly for most people a small spaced animal uh, in a backyard environment chickens really tick that box you know they they don't take up a lot of space and certainly if you're looking at a bantam or a smaller breed then they really don't take up a lot of space um, their coops can be quite easily built um, and you can certainly fence off a section of your yard to keep them safe and away from maybe a veggie garden that you've got um, easy care chickens out of all the, the farming kind of animals, I mean, when you think about it, you know, we, I've got milking goats, I've got angora goats, I've got potty calves, uh, we've got the chickens, obviously, and I had meat birds as well. And, and when I say chickens, you know, in being kept in an urban backyard, meat chickens can also be kept in an urban backyard. They really do not require a lot of space. I mean, we use a, a pull tractor, uh, like a mobile paddock tractor for them, where they're in a cage and they are moved every day onto fresh pasture so they're not standing in their own poo their um their food and water are connected to their, their cage so when you drag the cage you know one length onto fresh grass everything comes with them so they really meat or egg birds don't take up a lot of space easy care i think um most people understand that going into goats or cows or sheep um, certainly requires a little bit more knowledge about um, 
health of the animal and about how to care for the animal, how to look after them. So it's not even about the space in that sense, but chickens are very much an, a, a more easily managed animal than, say, a goat would be or a cow would be. Um, most people don't understand what's required for looking after a sheep, a goat or a cow. Uh, we're certainly yeah, looking after chickens. Um, it's pretty easy. If you've, if you've kept a budgie alive in a cage, you can absolutely keep chickens alive in a backyard. Um, it, monitoring your chickens is probably the biggest part of it. But, but even that is a daily check. So it's, it's one of those things where you go out in the morning, you feed them, let them out of their coop to have a bit of a peck around, uh, come back in the afternoon, check them again, make sure they've got food and water, uh, check egg supplies, and you know, overnight time, make sure that they're back into their coop overnight to protect them from any predators. As far as animals go, they're probably a lot simpler than a cat or a dog is to look after. I mean, I know uh, our Merrimer doesn't require a hell of a lot of work, uh, although taking her to the vet is an exercise that can't even be described. Uh, but the Kelpie, the Kelpie, she requires probably 20 to 30 minutes of, of direct training every day uh, because she's still a pup and she still you know, makes mistakes. Um, but chickens require a hell of a lot less. <laughs> we certainly look after our 50 chickens in a lot less time than we look after our dogs. So I think from the easy care perspective, most people look at it and go, wow, this is this is actually not too bad. This I can have a chicken in the backyard, two chickens, three chickens, because they are social animals and they need to be kept at least with another one. Uh, they can keep them in the backyard and have no problems at all looking after them. Um, so the, the space factor, the easy care factor uh, for chickens, and then I think um, when people are trying to get into a homestead style of life, um, bang for buck is, is pretty high up there. There's no point in having something that, you know, it, for all the effort that you put in, you may not get a lot of output. and Or the output may be so far down the track uh, say in the case of a potty calf, you, you know, you get a potty calf, you um, wean it off the bottle, you keep it in the yard, you make sure you're worming it, lysing it, you know, doing anything that you need to to care for it, rotating it through paddocks so that it has fresh pasture. Um, but, but it's still going to be 12 to 18 months before you get a return on that. Uh, chickens, on the other hand, if you buy point of lay chickens, you could have a return on investment within a day. Um, but even if they're close to point of lay, you'd probably have return on investment in a week. And that return is in the form of eggs um, and, and free-range eggs, which um, I was doing some studies the other day about the quality of, of eggs against other styles of farming. Cage eggs are exactly the same as free-range eggs. There is no doubt about it. They still have awesome qualities. Um, they're still include the same kind of nutrients but what they have found is that free range as in um, chickens that have access to pasture during the day or um, open range um, pasture raised like what we do where they have access to the pasture day and night uh, they have a roost they can go into but if they don't want to go in the roost they don't have to they can stay out the paddock 
Um, the quality of the eggs that we get off those chickens is higher in nutritional value. Uh, it's only marginal, but it's higher. So having a chicken in your backyard, you have an instant return on investment. You're going to have eggs. You're going to have manure for composting for your garden. And most people that are interested in keeping backyard chickens, they're going to be gardeners. They're going to be people that like the idea of growing their own food. Um, so having you know, a, source of, a good source of compost and manure to go onto your garden, who doesn't want that? <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you'd be nuts to say no. Uh, I know I get people contact me all the time and say, oh, can we get chicken manure off you because you produce eggs? And I have to explain to them that my pasture-raised chickens uh, get moved uh, weekly to a different spot in the paddock. And when they get moved, I don't go through and rake up the, the manure. The, the shit stays exactly where it is because it is fertilising my pastures. Um, so I don't, I never have manure to sell um, or to give away. <laughs> but yeah, so having chickens in the backyard, you've got an instant bang for your buck. You've got your eggs, you've got your manure. Um, there's a saying in permaculture circles that um, when you have too many pests in your backyard, it's not that you have too many pests, it's that you have not enough predators. And chickens are definitely the predator of pests. Um, so when you have chickens in your backyard, the chance of you having excessive pest issues around your garden is next to none. Um, you do have to be careful if you're using your, your chickens to for pest control. You don't want them out in the garden free-ranging when you're not there because... Um, my chicks could uh, destroy my vegetable garden in about a minute with me with my back turned. So you want to be able to contain them into a veggie area. Um, certainly I've used um, uh, chicken tractors, the hoop houses, to put them into a garden bed for a day, uh, which allowed them to go through, weed out any of the pests, weed out any of the weeds because they will eat them, uh, and also drop their manure while they're there. So it's a win-win in that I'm getting rid of the pests, uh, the dirt's getting turned over for me without me having to do it, getting aerated, and on top of it, it's getting uh, fertilised. So I leave the chickens in there for a day and then move them to a different, a different garden bed if I want, or they go back out into the pasture paddock. Um, so, so as far as you know, really getting a return on investment, getting into that homesteading kind of lifestyle, chickens are such a good investment for that from that perspective um, if you're the kind of person who knows that you will be happy to um, use your chickens as meat um, like we do then certainly you you've then got meat coming in eggs coming in you've got your pest control you've got your your fertilizer coming in and you've got your soil aerators you really can't ask for more than that I mean I love my goats my goats are awesome, but um, <laughs> their manure is not as easily put into the ground as chicken manure is. Uh, it does need to be picked up and, well, we we use a, a ride-on lawnmower with a, an attachment on the back that spreads it. So after they've been in the paddock for a while, we go through and break up their manure uh, and the chickens move behind the goats anyway and the cows. So when they do that, they break up the manure even more. Um, but you know, to get milk out of one of my goats, I have to breed her with the buck. Then I have to wait five months. 
and then at the end of five months I have to make sure that she's um, kidding okay that she you know there's the hassle of going through the process of you know is there a problem with her kidding to and I've had to assist before I've had to to go in and assist but in most cases um, once they've been through the process once or twice they're quite capable of doing it themselves um, then there's the health complications that may arise from it I've I lost one of my milkers um, just last year uh, to mastitis which we caught it within a day of it developing but um, certain bacteria get into the udder and and no amount of penicillin is going to fix it um, and then you have to go through the process of letting the the kids have the colostrum for the first couple of days and then slowly get bring them into that process of just taking a little bit of milk off first thing in the morning um, if you're not a full-time dairy if you are only homesteading then by far the easiest way is to let the kids feed off their mother directly rather than bottle feed um, I've bottle fed more than enough <laughs> more than a few babies in my time and it's not ideal it is much better if they'll feed off mum um, and just taking you know a small amount of milk each morning for your own personal use but there's a lot more involvement in that there's a lot more work uh, there's a lot more knowledge that needs to be had having a chicken in a backyard and getting it to lay eggs in a coop there's not a lot of effort that goes into that I, I dare say um, and you know I've got my course coming up which is going to explain to people what they need to do and the things they need to think about but my children could easily keep chickens uh, without any involvement from me and I would have no qualms at all that they would look after those chickens as well as an adult um, and it's not because they're particularly special kids they have grown up with it but I think once people have the knowledge of how to look after chickens then keeping them in their backyard is definitely easier than what most people think um, the, I think the other reason that I see chickens as a, a bit of a gateway to homesteading is that people love chickens I, I don't think I'm alone in that um, I think there's a lot of people out there certainly if you go on uh, TikTok or Instagram and follow some of the people with their chicken posts um, to see how many people are interested in chickens they they really are a pretty cool little thing you know they're little mini dinosaurs closest thing that we still have walking the earth to dinosaurs uh, but they've also got great personalities um, if you hand rear a chicken and we've got a few that we still within that 50 that were hand reared uh, goat chicken being an example the one I spoke about earlier they they really are pets they um, you kind of could sit around and have a little conversation with your chicken and follow it around and it'll follow you around and that I joke and say they talk to us which I'm sure I'm not alone <laughs> I think every every pet lover or animal lover that's that's had a, a special pet of their own or a special animal that's been part of their life um, would talk to their animals and jokingly say that their animals are talking back and sometimes I really think the goat chicken does understand more than she lets on um, but uh, I think that makes it easier again for people to go well this is something I can do that that's guiding me towards that funnel of urban homesteading possibly rural homesteading uh, where I can start with something small something manageable I am getting a return for my investment 
uh, I think there's a there's a meme that's going around somewhere and it's like you know gardening the only the only time you'll ever you know spend uh, six dollars on a tomato plant to to save like a dollar a kilo of, of tomatoes or something like that I've probably got that wrong but it's you do get a, an instant return on your investment with chickens um, and certainly if down the track if you're raising meat birds then it's a huge return on investment because you're looking at a whole meat carcass that that's pasture raised and that's so much healthier than what we get in the shops once you get past that you know initial phase of okay I, I want to get into homesteading and now I've got my chickens in my backyard um, you start to think about what else could I do what else can I do in my backyard uh, for me the obvious step uh, after I had chickens in a small veggie garden was to go to bees um, beekeeping is something that can absolutely be done in a backyard and you know, there's a lot of investment in it. it it's not a cheap hobby or exercise um, but once you get going with it we extracted honey just last weekend it was our last ex extraction for summer and um, and I, I don't even know I haven't even weighed how much we got out of it but the bucket is full um, it's it chickens have opened up that door of okay I can do this it's giving you the confidence that all right, I, I can homestead. I can do little things that are going to feed my family. I can do the things that help prepare my garden better. I can um, go down that track. So the obvious next step is what else can I do? So bees, um, if you're keen to move to a, a more rural area, um, even, even just a couple of acres, couple of acres is more than enough to have bees a milking goat um, I know people that have kept a milking cow on a couple of acres the hand feeding does come into play which I think adds to the expense but certainly a milking goat could be kept on that um, keeping a sheep as a lawnmower slash going into the freezer once it's grown to its full height and size um, there are so many little things that you can do and I really think that having chickens in your backyard is is just like this gateway of wow this is not as hard as what I thought it was going to be and now that I'm at that point where it's not as hard as what I thought it was going to be I can do anything I can move on to that I can I can have bees I could have a sheep in the backyard I could have a little milking goat I could whack a couple of cob meat birds into a chicken tractor and raise my own meat and actually have you know pasture raised chicken meat which is awesome taste wise but it's just so much healthier for your family anyway I could rabbit on all day about that kind of stuff but to me I joke about it with my friends and say chickens are definitely the gateway drug to homesteading uh, because I think once you take that little plunge of I'm just going to keep a couple of chickens in the backyard. Uh, the next thing you know, you'll be looking on all homes or whatever real estate sites you've got and you'll be going, holy crap, I can find some little five-acre block just out of town. I can have some goats. I can have a cow. I can have a milking cow. You know, if it's five acres, that's more than enough. Uh, and then the next thing you know, you'll be wanting like 100 acres like what I did and going, holy shit, I actually want to do this full time. Yeah, it, it's the start, <laughs> having chickens. But don't let that stop you. 
because it really is worth it. Anyway, that's enough about chickens and drugs and gateways to homesteading. Uh, so one thing I did want to mention before I uh, go for the day uh, is that I am looking at doing a uh, webinar in the next couple of weeks uh, discussing whether or not backyard chickens are actually right for you in your environment. And I say it all the time, you know, having a backyard is enough space for a chicken, but what if you live in an apartment? Uh, what if you're in a townhouse? Um, I know people that are in those kind of situations where their living circumstances are just, they don't have the land at the moment. And um, a couple of them uh, have attached themselves to community gardens in their areas and they have installed beehives and chicken coops within the community garden areas. Uh, it does mean that you have to travel each day to go and check the chickens morning and night. Uh, but if you're commuting to work and, and you would stop at the gardens to check your veggie garden anyway, then it's really not any extra hassle. Um, certainly those that have had beekeepers put hives into the community gardens have commented on the increase in produce that's becoming... Uh, that's been um, coming out of the plants because the bees are there and they're doing their job pollinating. Uh, yeah, so I'm hoping to do a webinar in the next couple of weeks um, to discuss whether or not backyard chickens are right for you and your situation. Uh, and if you'd like to uh, hop onto that webinar, certainly jump on my wait list. So again, that's www.mojohomestead, or one word, lowercase, um, .net backslash seven must knows that's must m-u-s-t-k-n-o-w-s seven must knows and you'll get a little uh, leaflet explaining what you need to know about backyard chicken keeping uh, and that will also put you on the wait list uh, anyway that's enough for me today i've got to go and check some baby chickens because one thing I really do love doing is standing around looking at baby chicks all day. <laughs> what a waste of time that would be. <laughs> anyway, I'll talk to you all next week. Bye now. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed our time together. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you left me a review. I would also absolutely love it if you tagged me in your next post on your favourite socials at either Not The Farmer's Wife or Mojo Homestead. And don't forget to get your free guide to backyard chicken keeping at www.mojohomestead.net backslash seven must knows. And remember, grow the life you want to live. See ya.